This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Wednesday the 3rd of August. In your squiz today, an Al-Qaeda terrorist is killed, rates rise, smartphones end your memory, and the restaurant for those that fancy a fancy feast. This is your squiz today. US President Joe Biden has confirmed that one of the world's most wanted terrorists was killed in a CIA counterterrorism operation on Sunday. Ayman al-Zwahiri was the leader of al-Qaeda. He had a $25 million bounty on his head for his involvement in 9-11. Claire, give us the background here to Zawahiri. He was an Egyptian eye surgeon. He had a comfortable upbringing in Cairo. Uh, He was also a very devout Muslim from a young age and he was radicalised quite young. He went to Afghanistan in 1980 and he met Osama bin Laden there. They were both young men who relished the opportunity at that time to help Islamic fighters battling Soviet forces in Afghanistan. Zwahiri went back to Egypt. Uh, He ended up founding his own group and folded it into al-Qaeda when it was founded in 1988. He was actually beside bin Laden when that happened. Uh, What the experts say is Wahiri was instrumental to the terror organisation's really deadly operations. Uh, He helped the outfit stay afloat when they went on the run after 9-11, also after bin Laden's death in 2011. He was killed in Afghanistan, Claire, and that's significant because under the 2020 peace deal with the US, the Taliban, who now rule Afghanistan, said they wouldn't allow al-Qaeda or any other extremist group to operate in areas under their control. What the experts said even at that time, that that was going to be difficult to uphold because the Taliban and al-Qaeda are longtime allies. Uh, So Zwahiri's killing, the fact that he was in Afghanistan seemingly with the Taliban's approval and protection uh, is a confirmation of the West's worst fears about what might be happening in Afghanistan at the moment. Both the US and the Taliban are accusing each other of violating the 2020 peace deal with this attack. Biden says that this killing will bring closure to families of the victims of 9-11. Back home, and as expected, interest rates rose by 0.5%. They're now at 1.85%. It's been a pretty rapid series of increases since they first started going up in May. As for what it means for a mortgage holder, if you think of a $500,000 mortgage, you're looking at an extra $472 on your monthly payments. It's a lot of money for many Australians to find. Of course, it's not the only new expense that they've got. Uh, Electricity, gas, fuel, food prices are all going up as well, and that's because of our very high inflation rate. Uh, What the Reserve Bank Governor Philip Lowe said yesterday is that the priority of the Reserve Bank is to get inflation back down to 2 to 3%. That's what they want to do. And what we know from what was said about new figures that were out on inflation last week, uh, they're set to hit about 7.75% in the December quarter. Uh, So there's quite a long way for this still to run. Yeah. 
Yeah, Lowe says that this rate is unlikely to be the last, but the size and timing of interest rate rises will be based on data and what's happening with inflation and the labour market. There's been a bit of a legal spat going on between Western Australia's Premier Mark McGowan and mining billionaire Clive Palmer, an ongoing defamation case that sprang out of a war of words over Western Australia's hard border lockdown during COVID has finally wrapped up and in awarding damages, the judge was pretty unimpressed, Claire. Yeah, Clive Palmer really went to town on Mark McGowan in those days. One, he had an issue with that hard border, uh, but also there was a blocking of Palmer Palmer's $30 billion damages claim over an iron ore project that was delayed. Uh, That was costing him a lot of money. Uh, The two men really went at it. They said some pretty nasty things about (laughs) each other in that period. Uh, And what the judge, Michael Lee, said uh, is that both men really defamed each other. He's awarded McGowan $20,000 in damages and Palmer $5,000. They still have to work out what's happening with the legal costs. Uh, But the judge was also quite scathing about the fact that it went to court at all. Yeah, he says it's diverted resources away from real cases. Those legal costs will be determined in a hearing on the 11th of August. Western Australia taxpayers will foot the bill for McGowan's defence and countersuit. To sport, the Saudi-backed Live Golf Series has made plenty of headlines with its big prize purses and suggestions of sports washing. Greg Norman is the CEO of the series and he's revealed just how much Tiger Woods was offered to take part. Yeah, if you're not into golf and look, quite frankly, there's probably a few listening that aren't that into golf or following this that carefully. Uh, and you've seen Greg Norman popping up quite a bit mm. in the news. This is what it's about. Uh, he's heading this Saudi-funded Live Golf series uh, and it's throwing around really big purses, really big commitments to players to sign on. They really want the top players to try and make this new series a success. Uh, what Norman said yesterday, he was on the Fox Network in the United States, Uh There hasn't been a definite figure put on Tiger Woods, the offer that they made him, but yesterday he confirmed that it was in the neighbourhood of one billion Australian dollars. The words used was mind-blowingly enormous, and you'd have to say a billion (laughs) dollars is mind-blowingly enormous. He turned down the deal, though, and in fact, Woods has been one of the most vocal opponents of the controversial new series. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Superannuation can sometimes feel like just another overwhelming life admin chore. But as a member of Aware Super, you'll have access to lots of free online tools to help you, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you might need for retirement and comes with an easy to understand plan of how to get there. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au. It's long been thought that having a smartphone must be terrible for your memory. You depend on the device for directions, reminders, alerts, information, etc. But a new study reckons the opposite is actually true, Claire. 
Yeah, researchers from University College in London have taken a group of volunteers uh, aged between 18 and 71, so it's not just young people or mm. middle-aged <laughs> people or getting a bit older, and they've set them some memory tests. And what they found is that uh, in the test that used brain power and the test that actually let people set an electronic reminder, uh, the people who actually relied on the smartphone reminder, uh, their memory was actually more accurate than those who thought they were doing it by brain power entirely. Uh, What it seems to mean is that don't be so worried if you're relying on your smartphone to remember things like, you know, what's in your calendar, that you can grab it and search something on the internet that you're not retaining all of that information. Yeah, they reckon that when you set the alert, it then gives you more brain space to remember other information. You are still in a bit of a pickle if you don't have a backup or your phone runs out of battery, but it is good to know that uh, that your brain space is not just withering away, which is something I reckon we've all thought at some point when we can't get home without plugging the simplest of directions into Google Maps. Now, if we thought pickles on a pizza was a culinary stretch, I'm not sure what to make of cat food brand Fancy Feast making a foray into human food. So these are the people who last year put out a cookbook which really (laughs) stirred things up Uh, and they're taking it one step further with a pop-up restaurant in New York. It's going to serve up human cuisine. No need to worry that you're actually getting (laughs) your whiskers sort of dirty with something else. It's from their new medleys range. It includes things like beef ragu and pork milanese. I'm really not digging it but I guess I'm not their target market being here in Sydney. Yeah, and also a firm dog owner rather than a cat (laughs) owner too. (laughs) (laughs) The experience is limited to a total of 16 guests, so it is actually a very excellent PR stunt. Uh, They will post the recipes on their website later if you fancy some feline-inspired human cuisine. That's up to you. Squeeze the day. Claire, what are you taking note of today? Look, it's a good day to get ready to have an early night so that you can get up really early in the morning for some Commonwealth Games action. Uh, Track and field is starting to really kick in. So get up early Thursday morning. You're going to see the 100 metres medley relays, men's and women's, and also the men's and women's 100 final. And we're talking like 4 a.m., 5 a.m., 6 a.m. So set those alarms if you're keen to watch those live. As for me, the leader of the Greens, Adam Bant, is giving an address at the National Press Club today. Something to take note of if you're into politics. That's all from us. Have a good Wednesday. Happy hump day. We'll be back with you tomorrow.